that was. Are you sad that you're never going to fall in love again? No, because I feel like I fall in love with you every single time that like we get our time together. I got you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pan and Unicorn, the relationship podcast, episode four. Let's go. Number four. Yes, I almost was going to say it in Spanish, but what's... Cuatro. Cuatro. <laughs> I got you with me. I love it. So anyways, as you guys know, we upload new episodes every Monday. So make sure you guys tune in here every Monday for a new episode. And we do want to say another like big thank you to you guys for supporting us, sending in so many amazing comments, sharing your stories, and just all your support. We really, really appreciate it. And you ready to send some love? babe let's do it let's send some love send some love so make sure to grab your phone and send some love to someone that you're care that you care about and that you're thinking about them <laughs> who did you send some love to I sent love to the team at Brand Sauce. Oh, that's very uh, sweet. So one of the companies that I work with mm-hmm. and um, the girls are super supportive and yeah. watch all of our stuff. And I sent them all love. Oh, that's amazing. That's so sweet. And you? I sent love to my sister. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to send her some love because she's been helping me out a lot with like, you know, my financial side of everything and helping me organize and get everything in order. Thank you guys so much for sending love. It goes a really long way. And for a quick recap of last episode, if you have not checked it out yet, episode three, it's all about learning how to love again. So as you guys know, getting out of divorce or a really hard relationship, it's really hard to open back up to someone. So we discuss how we, how, what our experience was with that. And also the tips and tricks that we did. And that was really helpful for us. And we got some great comments on Facebook and YouTube from people that said they could relate. Yeah. Um, And so we really appreciate that. And we're glad that, you know, hopefully it, you know, helps some people out. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a really helpful episode. Even one um, viewer even said that she was going to be showing the episode to her 21 year old daughter, which which is another good a good thing to do. And Madison cried a little bit. I know. It was hard. I was emo- it was that was a rough night and I was yeah. just emotional. Okay. So, anyways, today Episode 4. Today- so, what we did was we had everyone that's in our Facebook group ask questions mm-hmm. and we told them that if we picked their question, we would give them a $25 gift card to our Pan and Unicorn store. And we got some awesome questions. We really, really appreciate it. And so, um, yeah, we thought it'd be like a good way to kind of give back, get people more involved, get some more people into the Facebook group so we can kind of all know where we're from and where we are. We had people from all over the world, Canada, Australia, Israel, um, just all over the U.S., which is Mm -hmm. awesome. So uh, it was cool. So awesome. Episode four, Q&A. And we'll get into it. Yeah, you ready? All right. First okay. question. <laughs> you go. You want me to go first? You okay. read this one. I'll read the next one. All right. So question one, babe. This is from Lauren Carroll. She says- Thanks, Lauren. Was it hard for you guys to introduce one another to your family and friends? Yes. It was very difficult. 
um, to introduce Madison to family and friends. I think that, you know, when you get out of a divorce and for me, you know, I was dating for a while. I didn't really know, you know, how soon or, you know, how long it would take to kind of have a first girlfriend. But it was really hard thinking that um, some people are just judgmental as far as like, wow, you have a girlfriend already or it took you so long to get a girlfriend. Like, I don't know how much time is appropriate or not appropriate to finally have a girlfriend. But I think you get some judgment on that. And then just most importantly, I think for me was the feedback. Like, obviously, I really like Madison and I was really getting to know her and enjoy her. But um, it, you kind of are like worried about what other people will say, specifically my family. Um, and there's that nervousness of like, okay, will they like her? Will they not like her? Will they tell me if they don't like her? Will they tell me if they do like her? Um, and so I definitely think introducing someone, you know, out of a relationship and you finally have a new girlfriend is always scary. It's always nerve wracking. Um, I don't, not really sure if there's best ways to do it for you guys listening. Like, is there a good way to like reintroduce your first girlfriend or first boyfriend post divorce or long relationship? I, I wasn't really sure what to do. All right, Lauren, great question. Now I'm going to ask Madison, uh, was it hard for you to introduce me to your family and friends? Yes, it was very hard. I think what was really hard was my dad, since the divorce, everything was so fresh um, and you were the first person they were meeting. I think if it, like, you know, it's hard when you meet the first person. I think with my dad, he was very just, it took him a while to be ready and because I feel like he lost a son and everything and just felt very betrayed about everything. And so it was hard for him to open up to meet someone new. It just was a really hard tr transition for him, but he's done a lot better now and he loves you and he likes you and he loves how much you were there for me and the girls. It just, that was a really hard time. Um, Madison was deathly scared of her, me meeting her dad. Yeah. She put in all this fear into me about well, how difficult just, it was going to be. Well, I was just worried just because I knew it was going to be hard for him. I knew it was Look, be I think hard it's for hard him. for all parents, right? If yeah. you're a parent and your kids get divorced mm -hmm. and then they get back out there, and then they're meeting someone. I mean, I know, you know, again, I think for my parents, it's like a catch. It's like my mom didn't want me to be lonely yeah. and be not dating and doing nothing and not having the kids. But then if I say, oh, I'm dating or, oh, I have a girlfriend, they're like, well, then move slow. You're going too fast. It's like, well, <laughs> what do I do? Like, yeah. either you want me to be with someone or you don't, like, which one? And I think that balance is just like really hard. And, you know, as far as introducing you to friends, I mean, mm -hmm. I think, you know, I think the friends are kind of trusting that, you know, you, you know what you're looking for this time around yeah. and that, you know, you'll take it slow. Um, but Madison was awesome. My friends were like, oh, my God, she's fun. She's nice. She's cool. She can party. She can <laughs> hang. Um, she's awesome. Yeah, it's the same thing. My sister loves you, my brother-in-law, everyone. My brother always tells me, like my brother's called me up twice and he's like, he goes, I love Ross so much. He's like, he's such a good guy. He's, he goes, he's 
way better than the last one. <laughs> he's like, you can actually have a conversation with them. And he's like, he told me, he's like, he goes, I see him with the kids. And he goes, it's so genuine. He's like, it's so authentic and natural for him with the kids. And he goes, you just see it. He called me after the birthday party that we did and told me that. And so it's just, I mean, it's great also hearing those things because you do get worried about dating someone after getting out of divorce and when the relationship doesn't work because you worry that you're like, wait, am I going to be blinded? Am I going to make the same mistakes? Should I listen to others to hopefully not make the same mistakes? Yeah. Like, are my feelings going to blind me? Um, so getting that, like, you know, that validity or like that, you know, from yeah, your family sure. and your friends, it just... It's really helpful, especially afterwards. The one thing I will say as far as like introducing each other to friends and family is that because we're doing this a second time, mm -hmm. um, there's not really the pressure of when you, if I would have met you and we had never been married and never had kids and I'm introducing you to my friends and family, yeah. I actually think there's more pressure then because it's like, everyone's putting pressure on you to hurry up, get married, have kids and yeah, do all that. Do that. Where with Madison, like I introduced her to my friends and family. Like if it doesn't work out, like a, it's like, we just go our separate ways. Yeah. And we've been there before mm -hmm. and we've done it. And B like, we're not in a huge rush yeah. because we don't have to be, we don't have to, like, we've already done the married thing. Right. We've already done the kids thing. Right. So there's not as much so pressure. It's like, but I feel like there is still a pressure there, but it's a different type of pressure. More about the kids. I think I, it's about the kids and it's about taking things like how you're saying, taking things really, really slow. Yeah. Like there's a pressure when you don't have kids and never been married to get married fast. And then there's a pressure after, like if, if you're on the other side to take things super, super slow. Okay. To keep this question going, uh -huh. uh, were you nervous or what were you nervous about when meeting my friends and family? Uh, I wasn't, I don't think I was nervous. I, th I, I think I just have like a little bit of anxiety meeting new people, but I wasn't nervous. I didn't, I, 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 well, I was, I was really hopeful that your family would like me. Um, but I don't think I was like crazy nervous and I'm pretty good at meeting new people. Okay. So, so, um, funny story. So, um, Madison's dad would not meet me no. for a long time. And one time we literally went to her parents' house, <laughs> drove there and her dad would not come out to meet me. No. And I'm like, how, he just wasn't ready. I'm like, how long, you know, are we going to date? you know, before he'll be ready. And like weeks would go by like, yeah, he's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. Okay. I think he's ready. Okay. He's not ready. Okay. No, I think he's ready. And ended up meeting him since then we've hung out a lot and her dad's great. Um, <laughs> but I think it's important because you have to respect mm -hmm. the parents and if it's your best friends or people that have gone through the divorce with you mm -hmm. and understand that they have their own grieving process yeah. and that they have their own you know walls up as mm -hmm. far as letting someone in and i think he's being protective of his daughter to see like okay is this just a thing for a little bit like is he really into her is how this long the is, real deal is he gonna stick around for more than a month two months three months mm -hmm. i don't really think there's a right or wrong answer there um, I just think, again, it just comes down to communication. And, yeah. and like Madison had a lot of respect for her dad and just been like, look, like it was hard for him as well. And it's still hard for him. And, mm -hmm. you know, he'll get to know you eventually and he'll like you and um, just takes time. 
It does. It, it really does. Because remember, a divorce is not just between the two people, but it's also between the people around them. I mean, that's another thing that a lot of people talk about. Um, they ask about when you go through a divorce with friends, when you have mutual friends yeah. with people. It's like the friends don't know what to do. They're like, wait, what side do I go to? Yeah, I have that right now with, with my ex and some friends. And yeah. it's, it, it's normal. Like It's, it's going to happen. It's hard. Um, it's really hard. So Lauren, great question. Um, I would love if anyone was in our position too, and because we've spoken yeah. and we've gotten a lot of comments from you guys saying that you've been divorced, you've met someone new. How was the process for you? Yeah, awesome. I would love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, a lot too. of you guys made comments that you guys have gone through divorce or bad breakups. So how did you guys introduce your current boyfriend or husband or wife or girlfriend to your family? Yeah, let us know. All right, um, question two, Anna Vincent. Thank you, Anna. Who said I love you first? <laughs> Who said it, babe? Answer. You did. Well, okay. First of all, <laughs> you did. I did say it. Yes. And I just want you guys all to know that there was a 100% chance that I was going to say it first. Not only because I had no problem with it, but she had told me numerous times I will never say it first, <laughs> and you will always have to say it first, just so you know. Not always have to say it first. I say it first now. Just I'm saying when we were getting yeah. to that stage, you said to me, like, you made me chase after you. You made me do everything. And I remember you were, telling you that you would have to say yeah, it first. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, I'm not saying that first. And you're going to have to ask me to be your girlfriend. And I'm well, like, yeah, oh, you're yeah. going to have to. I need to see. I need to see it. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying they asked who said I love you first and yeah. I was saying if I didn't say it like you want to know three months in four oh, months no. in five you months in six months in you said, still wouldn't have said it you know it. when he said I love you first to me the night that he asked me to be his girlfriend so, that was when you said it first to me yeah and I did you like it. it yes of course I said it back okay and know. it's crazy, like, how time has gone on, like, how we were talking about how, like, we first started loving each other, but our love for each other over the last 10 months has just gotten more deeper and deeper and stronger for each other. So it's like you start to fall in love with this one. Like, so at that yeah. moment, we were falling in love. Correct. That's and now it's like we've just, we're are, we're still like, we're fall, we're just deeper in the hole for each other. Yeah. I, I think it's a really good point you make, which is mm -hmm. when I asked you to be my girlfriend, I was like, oh shit, like I'm falling in love with her. Like I think about her all the time. Like I really want to spend time with her. I always want to be with her. Like it was scary. I was nervous. I was like, do I, I wasn't really scared to tell you. I was more scared of like, is this what I should be doing? Like, is it timing? Okay. Um, now what do I do with my kids? What do I do with my friends? What do I do with my family, that whole thing of like, man, this is scary. But I think for all of you guys out there, you tell us like, do you remember the moment that you were like, oh shit, I'm falling in love? I think there's not much you can do to control it. Like you either are or you aren't. Yeah. And when you feel it like, oh man, like I'm falling in love with her. Like mm -hmm. I really, 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 really like her. Like this is, you know, I don't think you can control it. Can you? You can't. You can't control it. And I think like with you, you just... Again, just in the beginning, I, you made me instantly feel so comfortable with you. 
you got you broke down, but you put the door in my walls um, and you just showed me everything that I always dreamed about. And I just fell in love with every bit and part of you. Like, yeah. And the one thing I will say is that um, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking it would happen so quick, but I wasn't. I also told myself like at some point, like I'm not an idiot. Like if I find the right girl and she's out there, I will be ready. I will be ready. I, I'll put myself out there. I will fall in love again. I, I just didn't know if it would happen or when it would happen. Um, and I think kind of mentally preparing myself for that was good mm -hmm. because it happened way faster than I ever would have yeah, expected. And here. so when it started happening, we started seeing each other every day and I started like hanging out more. And I kept thinking like, okay, like she's not this cool. Like at some point she's gonna show me her real self. And it didn't happen. <laughs> And then we kept hanging out more and I was like, man, like, all right, like, this is it. Like, it's happening. Yeah. No, this is, I, I love the beginning parts of a relationship. It's so fun to look back on and just, rem I can remember like exactly what I felt every single time I saw you. You, you would try to see me every, cause you know, this is before you met the kids. So, and I always usually have the girls. So he would find a way to see me every single day, like during the week um, during the day, like meeting me for lunch or meeting me after my like a lash appointment because your office was near it and you just made so much effort and just seeing you, I don't know. I just, it's just, I love that time. That was Are you sad that you're never going to fall in love again? No, because I feel like I fall in love with you every single time that like we get our time together. Like I feel like I fall more and more in love with you every like time that we just get each other. And remember how I said that to you in the bed the other day? Like I was just like, I go, I feel like, having these times where we do have like a night for just us where we can have a date night or play pickleball and do something together i feel like i fall in love with him all over again good answer mm -hmm. i love you love you <laughs> thanks anna all right uh question three yes from jennifer lynn whoa oh, this is funny what is a song that instantly reminds you of each other <laughs> <laughs> so funny story with this one, Ross in the very beginning, okay, in the very beginning, he was like, he goes, we need to create a playlist and I'm going to send you songs because he hated my music. <laughs> okay, let's talk about her music for a second. No. Um, for all of you guys listening, maybe some people love your music. I just don't, but that doesn't mean your music's not amazing. So real quick, why don't you tell everybody what I have to listen to that's on your playlist? I love my playlist. I listen to I listen to a lot of oldies, uh, like nostalgic stuff from when I was a teenager. Uh, I listen Give them to the bands. Mayday Parade, Copeland, May, like the old stuff, um, brand new. That is not what people expected you to say when you <laughs> said the oldies. Yeah, no, I meant like when I was a teenager. That's okay. why I said when I was a teenager. That's what I listened to. I love I love the rock. I love I love that stuff. You guys weren't expecting that. No, they no. People usually when they hear my music taste, they have they they did not expect that. Like they figure something like you know poppy. So, so Madison's just screaming and yelling songs by no, dudes that are talking about love while they're just like smashing they're guitars. Not. That's like her favorite music, and she knows all the words. I love the song.
songs. I always put May. I, I'm a huge fan of Mayday Parade. So shout out Mayday Parade. I know. I love. I love their music, and the guy's voice is so good. And I love music that has good lyrics, like where they mean something. And that's what I'm really into. Is like when I can relate to the songs. And to me, it's a bunch of dudes kind of whining and crying about <laughs> girls and their relationships over and over and over again. And she loves it. I love it. it. I love it. It's the best, babe. But basically, he wasn't the biggest fan of my song choice. And so he's like, he goes, we're going to create a playlist and I'm going to send you songs and add them to the playlist. So when we're in the car together, we'll play the playlist. So that's what we have done. And we've created this playlist. And one song that I've actually told him that if we ever did get married in the future, this will probably be our first dance song. Do you remember me telling you this? Yeah. And it's the one that whenever I hear it, I just think of Ross. Like I literally, I just think of him and it's Kygo Sunrise. Used to play it, you say, you play it all the time. But anytime I hear it, I'm just like, I just think of Ross dancing. Like, yeah, I love it. That's a song that just reminds me of you. And... Um, the song that reminds me of Madison because mm -hmm. it's on the playlist. I put it on. Madison starts dancing next to me in the car. Right? It's <laughs> yes. from the weekend. Shout yeah. out the weekend. Yeah. Save your tears. Save your tears for an, yeah. And Madison starts dancing. It's really cute. And actually, Madison is a good singer. We did karaoke one time. You're so sweet. I'm and a horrible singer. It's not terrible. I'm telling you. It's not that bad. She's actually a pretty good singer. Um, has a decent voice. And mm -hmm. so uh, when I can get her dancing around and singing, it's highlight. Yeah. Well, just like the other night with the girls when we were doing, what, Frozen and Moana. Yeah. And then you were even singing the songs with us. And just while we're on the music front, I'm just going to throw this out there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know when and I don't know how, but... At some point in my life, I'm going to be a DJ. <laughs> oh, my and, God. This was on his Hinge profile, you guys. Um, Madison laughs at me all the time. But look out for Pan and Unicorn. Madison's an amazing dancer. She can dance all night. And uh, I will be playing music. Um, it really stems from the fact that um, I've been fortunate that I've been able to go out at night and go to clubs for a long time. 99% mm -hmm. of the time, the music's awful. <laughs> and I don't understand why it's so difficult to put music on that people like to dance to. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I haven't had the time. I don't know how to do it. I don't own any records. I've never DJed. But I know I can put music on that people <laughs> will like for two hours straight. So I'm putting it out there now. Um, one day. Ross is going to be a DJ. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but it's coming. <laughs> You guys, I legit, I'm not kidding. He had this on this hinge profile that one of the days you're going to be a DJ. Yes. Oh, yeah, I, I figure if you just put it out there, you never know. You're my Peter Pan. All right. Um, thank you, Jennifer. Yes. That one, when I saw that one, I was like, oh, this is perfect for us. All right. So for question four, we have it from Sarah, and I hope I don't butcher the last name, Nink Smith. And thank you, Sarah. Her question was, how do you fight and problem solve in a healthy way? Sarah, good question. Mm -hmm. I think fighting, uh, problem solving is clearly, you know, we all deal with it, all relationships. 
I learned a lot um, from past relationships. And the one thing that I did do early on, even in our honeymoon phase, like before we had any issues or any fights, we were just purely in love and in um, Madison's favorite state of bliss. <laughs> we, I asked her, um, like, you know, what were your fights like? How do you fight? Like, and she was just like straight up honest, and which was great because it was good to have these questions. And she told me a couple of things. She said, she would let things build up and build up and build up and stay nothing and say nothing and say nothing and then get to a point where she couldn't take it anymore and she would explode. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it's good she's telling me that because we need to avoid that. That That's not good for her. It's not healthy for her. It's not healthy for our relationship. I do want to say why though. Like, sure. I don't want people thinking like, oh, you just, you just bite your tongue every time. The reason why I do that, I think is because of past relationship um when i did try to voice how i was feeling or what i had a problem with and any any way that i could do it didn't matter what approach i took i was ignored it didn't matter whatever i said or how i felt did not matter and i was never i never felt heard so that was one of my like that was kind of like my thing I'm like well if i have an issue with someone like is it pointless for me to say something? Um, because it's not going to be listened to. So that's, I think it was just like, you know, that conditioning that I went through for so many years. That's why I let that happen. And why I've like just bit my tongue and been like, okay, well, just suck it up. I've had to learn to suck so many things up for so many years. So it's just about getting out of that and learning how to like get out of that condition mode I was in for so long. I'm sorry, babe. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Um, was that as a child too, or only one with boyfriends? No, it's just, um, past relationship. Okay. So, um, good point that Madison made, which is, okay, I knew that. Okay. So she explained that to me. Mm -hmm. The other thing she said to me was, um, she fights dirty. She's like, when I get really mad, I can fight real dirty and say really hurtful things. And I was like, oof, okay. Mm -hmm. um, I want to avoid that as much as possible as well. <laughs> and so in the- I was honest, yeah. like, cause I'm not proud of it. Yeah. Um, and so early on in the relationship, when we started to have some issues, um, Madison would voice them. And it was more, I think, early in relationship type fights where she was kind of pushing me away, seeing if I would still be there and seeing what I would say or seeing what I would do, how I would react. Um, also, she's really bad at hiding her feelings of disappointment or frustration. I so, wear my emotions on my sleeves. So it wasn't so like a full-blown fight. It was just more she was upset, frustrated, or disappointed about something. Um, and it might not be necessarily something I did, but it could just be a situation that we're both find ourselves in. And so it was really important that really, really early on, I know I said to her on multiple occasions, I was like, Madison, we're not going to be that couple. Uh, this is how we're going to figure these things out. When you're frustrated, when you're disappointed, when you're angry, what you did is not okay. Um, this is how we're going to handle it. And we would slowly kind of talk through it and she would say what she needed from me and what I needed from her in this situation because there were definitely times where I contributed to her frustration, to her like 
annoyance or disappointment and I could have done way better. And so it's good for me to learn, but it's more important that she could voice it. And if she couldn't fully voice it, I could say to her, look, like I can tell you are disappointed. I can tell you're frustrated. I can tell you're mad. Let's talk about it. And then she would avoid it and say, no, I don't want to talk about it now or we'll talk about it later. And we had a few of those. It wasn't me trying to avoid it. It was me trying to like, okay, I want to have a clear mind before I have this discussion. Right. And I put that as well in the notes, which is, I think when you're having a problem, a couple of things are really important that I've learned along the way. The first is before you start the fight or once the fight or problem starts, it's important for me to think that we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do because you're kind of fighting with the person. But luckily, you know, from playing a lot of sports, I kind of think about it as we're on the same team. We have an argument, we have a fight, but we're teammates. And so we need to be able to communicate it that way. Mm -hmm. And I use sports references a lot when we're fighting because it it just kind of helps my brain work and and kind of go through it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing. And then as far as us like being on the same team, And it's important to understand that sometimes people need more time. They're not ready yet to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so you can bring something up and you really, 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 really want to get it out. You really want to have this fight and you want to have this battle and you want to talk about it. But it's important that you give the other person some time and space if they're not ready. Or you're in the middle of the fight and one person's like wants to end it and the other person doesn't. So they still want to process it, think about it, come back to it. I think that's really, really hard. Um, But I think it's really important that in that communication, Mm -hmm. you respect the other person, no matter how mad you are, no matter how much you want to like fight it out or end the, you know, get it over with. If the person's like, look, I I can't do this right now. Like, let me think about it. Let me sleep on it. Let's talk about tomorrow. It's hard to be like, okay. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it like, okay, we're a team. This is what she needs. This is what he needs. Um, Give them some space. Talk about it later. And then you can always check back in like an hour later, two hours later and say, hey, do you still want to sleep on it? Are you ready to talk about it now? I'm more of the let's just get it over with. Um, I don't mind confrontation. I don't mind having the tough conversations. Almost always when we have a tough conversation or a fight, when it's over, it gets us closer and we both feel better about it. Yeah. It's kind of like what we said, like one of our like first like fights that we had, which was just like, we had that check-in with each other. Remember? And we were like, we need to do this every month to have a check-in with one another. And like where we just sit down and we talk about things that like, you know, that might've been bothering us or what we need more of and from both sides and both be able to take that constructive criticism and be open to it. And it's so important. Like, I think that's a really good thing to do in every relationship is to have a check-in every single month because when you start building, when you start holding things in, it also builds resentment. And it's what I kind of like learned a lot from the past too. And you hold things in it, you just start resenting the person. And then it just becomes tense every single day because this is building up. So it's really good to have those. And it is possible. Like you could have a monthly check-in and both people be like, you're doing awesome. Like this was a great month. Like you kicked ass in this, you did great in this. Thanks for working on this. Thanks for improving this. That would mean your relationship is 
amazing yeah hence the relationship podcast like we hope everyone has like the best relationships ever and it's awesome on social media when you guys give comments and we hear the positive things there's so much yeah. positivity out there with men stepping in with women and they have a kid and it's like we're married and we're happy and we're in love and i got out of a bad relationship and now i'm in a great one like just checking in doesn't necessarily mean it's yeah, it has negative. To be a negative thing it, it could be a positive thing too and i think that you know, That's specifically for Madison and I, a lot of our fights and a lot of our problems revolve around time and schedule. Yeah. And it's really, really hard. Um, I know We're both that juggling so much. Yeah. I know that like, everyone's busy and everyone says they're busy and everyone's got work and everyone's got relationships. Everyone's got kids. And um, I get it. Uh, we, the two of us, I mean, not only are we busy, but everything's new. Mm -hmm. And so I think you got to like give some grace as you're getting out this new normal. I'm still not in a, a fully new normal yet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is the first time we're spending holidays together, the first time we're traveling with the kids together. Like it's just everything is new. And yeah. so I think it's really hard to kind of post-divorce, post-separation, it takes a couple of years mm -hmm. and you're just trying to like figure that out. And, yeah. you know, um, that's what I'd say most of our issues are is me not showing up for Madison the way she wants me to, her not showing up for me the way I want her to, me not doing things that she wants, her not doing things that I want. But it's just, you're balancing and juggling so much. Um, yeah of you know i'm still with my kids three days a week my apartment and then i've got work and then she's got work and then we have family and then we have other and work you know, is just, like multiple multiple work multiple and we jobs, added the podcast then, like yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of work yeah um and so i think you know most important i would say is for us is mm -hmm. like how we've solved it is just try to nip it in the butt right away mm -hmm. as soon as you're frustrated as soon as you're angry as soon as you're annoyed just talk about it you know what it's not even just nipping it in the bud right away though is something that i noticed with us it's really helpful is we both are receptive to it like when i express something that i'm frustrated with ross he listens and he fixes it there's so many times where like i know again past history like where if you say something like hey I really don't appreciate this and blah, blah, blah. This is how it makes me feel. They'll say, okay, but then nothing changes. You change it. We try, change it. But I don't try. I'm, I, I try. Yeah. Because but, we both want to do that for each other. Exactly. And that's why it works though, is because you have to try. You have to put the effort into like listening and seeing how the other person feels and care about their feelings. And otherwise, it, nothing is going to get resolved if you don't. So it's not even just about talking about it. It's about implementing it with the actions that follow. But I would say that it's common that whatever you're frustrated with will come up again. Mm -hmm. And I know you're not perfect. You know, I'm not perfect. And so I just think, again, you can't get too frustrated saying like, Madison, I've told you this now five times mm -hmm. um, because you're working on it. And you, sometimes you do better, sometimes you don't, and me, vice versa. Yeah. You tell me the same things five, ten times. Mm -hmm. Like at some point, you kind of gotta let it go a little bit and see I'm trying. Mm -hmm. And then I think also I would say validate the person when you see them trying. So post fight, mm -hmm. I think it's really good. You have like a really nasty fight and and a problem, mm -hmm. and then you see the person working on it. Tell them, 
hey, thank you so much for listening. I saw that after our fight, you listen, you're trying. And Give I, them some I appreciate reinforcement. it. Exactly. Yeah. So Sarah, great question. Mm -hmm. um, it's some obviously Madison and I will have to work on for the entirety of our relationship, but I think we're off to a good start. Um, you know, I think old relationships helped, mm -hmm. and um, uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of the best we can do. Exactly. All right. Question five. Uh, Yadhira Chaparro. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> I think you said it right, babe. You said it. You did a good job. Um, thanks, Yadhira. <laughs> um, were you afraid of what people would think if you got a divorce? And the, did that cause you to avoid it? Okay, so this is kind of different. There's two different times in my life that I can speak differently to this. Okay. So the first time when... Um, in my past thing with dealing with uh, the cheating and stuff and why I didn't leave. I was thinking about it the other day. And I think also a big part of why I didn't leave was because I was so, I was in the public eye a lot then. And I was so worried about what everyone would think. Like my perfect, like, you know, like life, was falling before my eyes. And I think that's why I kept also a lot of it in was because I care too much about what people would think. And it also really scared me going through that while in the public eye as much as I was. So I was definitely really scared. I think that was another big part that kept me from leaving at that time. But the second time, I think it was so apparent what was going on across everything and how I was being treated, um, that it, it I, I wasn't nervous about it anymore. I was like, this is ready. This is time. Like I'm everyone probably already sees that this is coming. And, um, so the second time I didn't, I didn't care because I think everyone already knew. You okay. Yeah. Okay, so um, Yadhira, you got Madison to cry. <laughs> you always have to point it out every single time. You can be quiet. She's going to make me cry. Oh, I don't like watching Madison cry. Mm -hmm. That's not fun. No, it's hard. Um, okay, so yeah. I, I don't know. What are you? Were you like, because see, my situation the second time, I don't know. It's like, again, I was still in the public eye, but I feel like everyone already kind of knew it was coming just because before I even mentioned anything about our troubles, I would get constant DMs, constant comments from everyone like, where is he? He's not around, blah, blah, blah. Like, where is he? Are you guys even together anymore? And I, it's like, it's like, I'm like, everyone's already seeing this. And so I think it was, I wasn't as afraid because it was already being shown okay, or it so was already being seen. The so. public and kind of your, your followers. Um, what about with your family? Were My you, family. Were you afraid to tell them like, this is it? Like I'm getting a divorce? No, because it was, my family were very, I, I was open a lot with my parents towards the end and they knew what was going on and how I was being treated and what was happening and what was being said. Um, so they knew it was coming. Um, and yeah, 
I, I guess, I mean, I would, I didn't really, at that point, I didn't care. I didn't care what anyone thought. I just wanted out. I like, I just wanted to get out of it. And I was like, I don't ever want to be back into this again. And, um, I think that was like, at that point I was just more about, I need to get out. Okay. And just to answer it after, like, what was the reaction? So you weren't, you were afraid you finally did it. What's been the reaction from all of your fans and followers and, um, but a lot of my followers that have followed me over the years were really supportive. Everyone was so supportive and everyone, like, it's crazy how it, like, like a lot of people came out there, like we saw, you know, in old videos for the last few years or from the beginning that it was very one-sided and that, um, and that they, it just, no one was really that surprised to be honest. Okay. So, I don't know. There's just, I don't know. Okay. All right, babe. So, now it's the question's for you. Were you afraid of what people would think if you got a divorce? Um, I don't know if I was afraid of what people would think. Um, I think I was afraid of how people would react. Um and kind of the hurt it would cause, you know, my family. Um, I don't think many of my friends were disappointed about it. They were sad for me, felt for me. Um, I think, you know, it's really hard. I've had friends now tell me like, man, like I didn't know all that. I know you were going through all that. I didn't know things were that bad. Um, I'm a, I was afraid of those conversations because I didn't, I didn't really want people to feel bad. Um, I didn't want my family to feel bad. Um, and when they react with, man, like, I didn't know you were so unhappy or I didn't know it was so bad or I didn't know you were going through all of that, um, they feel bad and it kind of hurts them. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately uh, the fear of, of what people think I just don't really have that um, yeah, in general. Um, I kind of know myself and know what I need to do and what's best for me and um, kind of put myself out there and, uh, you know, ultimately had to do what I thought was best for myself and the kids. Mm-hmm. But I think that the when it comes to other people, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not about what they think. It's really about what they feel. And um, I knew, you know, it would hurt them, mm-hmm. hurt some family and, and hurt some friends. And more so from the fact that um, they want, you know, they love me and they want what's best for me. And, yeah. um, it, it, you know, it, the fear, I guess, would have been having all those conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, luckily I have a lot of friends and family, but it's also like, okay, now I got to have this conversation a hundred times. That's not fun. That's a little, you know, scary. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, you know, fear of failure. Um, look, I failed, right? Like I had, a, yeah. I, had a, I had a failed marriage. Um, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up over it. Um, you know, I think anybody that has a failed marriage, it's really easy to beat themselves up and look at the past and look what went wrong and how did it happen? And, um, I just don't think it's healthy. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't need to beat myself up and I don't need 
I'm not scared of other people looking at me as a failure. Um, we all have failures, yeah. failures in business, failures in relationships, failures in marriage. Um, you pick yourself up, you get back up, you do it again. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the way I treated it. I think like honestly though too, is I, I thinking back to everything and I think like a big reason why I was willing and want, like even how horrible everything was and what kind of kept me still kind of maybe trying to figure if we could work it out was it was always just it wasn't about anyone else it was about my kids okay. i would think i'm worried i was worried about what my kids were going to be in what my kids were going to think when they got older or yeah. putting them through that i think at that time with the um with the divorce was about my children yeah. That's who I. It's always about, about the, the children. Most. If you have kids, yeah, I, I didn't worry about anyone else at that time, and I think that maybe that was like the difference between the first time I decided to stay versus the second time, um, was I didn't have kids at that time. No, makes sense. Yeah. So. All right, Yadhira, thank you so much for the question. Um, thank you, Lauren, Anna, Jennifer, Sarah, Yadhira. Um, we need to do a better job of getting men listening to this podcast so we can get questions from the boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So women out there listening to the podcast, send it to the men. Um, or listen to it together. Or like if we do another Q&A in the future, maybe yeah. sit down with your significant other and ask and be like, hey, well, like, what questions do you think would might be good yeah. from a guy's perspective? Like that you might want some insight or help or to hear about, you know? In time. We're going to get more men listening. We're going to get more we men have, asking questions. We do have quite a bit of men. And we're going to get... <laughs> I think we're um, over 30. I think we're like 30, 40% now. We're get the younger audience too. Yeah. I want, we, I've got a lot of questions from people about the younger audience. And so we, as, as much as we can, we're going to get high school kids and college kids to listen so that they can learn from our past mistakes and what we've done. And hopefully it helps them because... You know, it would have helped me a lot to hear all this um, when I was younger. I know. It helped me to be a Yeah, definitely. I feel like we're so naive. But it's also hard when you're younger. Remember how when yeah, you're you young? Don't care. No, no, you're young and you're like, young I dumb. know it all. I know it all. Exactly. I know it all. So it's 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 Stuff. a little hard. Yeah. yeah I get but that. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, appreciate your questions, your comments down below. Thank you so much for sharing with people you love with. Yes, and we will be sending all five question, um, all five people that send in questions, $25 gift cards to the store. Thank you. And we thanks for rocking the Panning Unicorn merch. Thank yeah. you so much for all you people that have bought it and supported us. And we will see you next Monday. Yes, see you next Monday, you guys. Love you. Send some love. Bye. Bye. Yeah, my